1: ny or text hope ny in new york
2: today on pennant deep we have the best defensive coordinator in the country brad white on the show off the heels of a shutout performance against youngstown state we talk about the youngstown state game obviously your favorite segments as well don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast let's get into the episode
3: mother mm. so go every time so others oh, may every time get some.
2: Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pin It Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler. Presented by Kentucky Sports
4: Radio. Welcome into Pin It Deep. I am a very hoarse uh, Max Duffy after a few big days, so bear with me with the vo- with the uh, the voice. Thankfully, it was all there for Brad White. Got that guy's. Got that coming up for you guys um, in about 15 or so minutes. But, Miles, the Kentucky Wildcats are number eight in the country. Eight. 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 How good's that? I mean, mean, it's
3: it's pretty good.
4: There could be seven better spots. Yeah, but but it's it's pretty good. It's the eighth best one. Is this the highest we've ever been ranked?
3: Uh, Uh, I I haven't seen that, which makes me think it's not, but I can't think of a time.
2: I want to say we got –
3: here we wow. go. Wow, unbelievable. Cincinnati Bengals. As soon as we start.
2: Yep. Unbelievable. Keep going. Um, I think uh, maybe we got to seven. I want to say we got to seven. I want to say we were eight when Florida came to town in 2007. Okay. Um, so, I think we're getting close. I, I can't confirm that, but I want to say we were maybe higher in 2018.
3: There's a different spirit around the team this year, though. You can see it. Because you're beating teams 31 0. It's its first shutout since
2: 2009 against uh, Miami of Ohio. And wow. most
3: of the coverage is negative. Uh-huh. Offensive line isn't looking great. Yeah. We're not running the ball that well. You yeah. just shut somebody out. Stoops is a stud. Fumbling a lot. Fumbling. We're blowing teams out like we should. We're blowing Florida out, which South Florida almost did the same thing. But that's.
4: Yeah, number eight in the country is not a bad place to be
2: um, struggling along a little bit as yeah. team, it takes. There's only
3: seven mm-hmm. above, there's a way more below.
2: Um, you do sound a little off. Do I? No, we don't have to restart it. Maybe we can switch in the middle of the podcast. But, or is it just or is it just the feedback through my thing?
4: I think he sounds okay.
3: Okay.
2: Like it's not rattling in your ear. You want anything? me to
3: yell? It's I can rattling. yell.
2: Oh, that's just my headphones. All right. Okay. Man, we are we are being men doing what they have to do doing this podcast today. We are piecing it together with tape. Just tape. 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 We're tape. watching the tape. Backwards. What do you mean with tape?
3: Just. Been a, it's been a rough few days for all of us, I believe. Max performed live Kings of Leon Friday night. They didn't show up, so Max just took the stage, and he was the act for an hour and a half.
4: My voice is so good. Um, is that why it's bad yes. right now?
3: We yes. even had a lady in the crowd we turn went, around and tell him, hey, can you not sing? Because yeah. I kind of came to see them sing. I told them to stop singing and let Max just sing me alone. And,
4: me and Miles have done, to, for the people listening, me and Miles have done Friday night, for Friday afternoon, Bourbon and Beyond. To getting back at the house at about one ish, mm-hmm. to waking up at six, driving here to do the pregame radio, um, which involved beers from eight a.m. I did not do the radio straight into the suite yep. at the game, to mm. more drinking, um, back to Miles's house, more drinking, and then out last night till about two thirty, and Jesus. then into this pod.
2: I I don't it's think I've tough. drink I haven't drink at all any of those times. So it's tough. So. It's tough for. Uh, It's
4: been a a big weekend Um, Look uh, We loved the auditions last week Um, We want to see more So uh, make sure you can retweet this pod And uh, give you one minute audition If you want a chance to come on this show At the end of the year Um, They were really great We obviously had Brett Wainscock Which was unbelievable from Andy E Jeez And then uh, Randy Randy Put in about three or four That he kept deleting and reposting Um, Miles, he did one in honor of you on his uh, bathroom uh, toilet. So No better good.
3: place to do a podcast than on a toilet. There's no doubt. Killing two sto- – no, whatever. Two, Killing two birds, one stone. That's it. Yep. That's the phrase. If,
4: if you haven't seen Andy a's and Randy's, make sure you go on to the, the podcast uh, tweet and look at the quote tweets. They're up there. It's awesome. Um, Youngstown State, Miles, tell me
3: something that you learned. What did I learn? That the defense is as good as advertised. I don't think people give it enough credit how hard it is to shut someone out in college football, Um, which they did get close to one drive and then they threw the pick in the end zone. But other than that, we didn't let them even scratch points, not even close most of the day. Um, The defense throwing a zero on the board, that was extremely, extremely promising. And I think going forward, if the offensive line doesn't pick it up, we may even get into some of the 2018 Josh Allen Let's win a game, seventeen fourteen. But we can do that.
4: Is Brad White the best DC in the country at the moment? Yes. So we just had the best DC in the country on our podcast for forty minutes. Yes, sure him. did. That he seemed, talked to us. How good is that? Yep. We asked I questions. Her for, I talked to him a little bit last night too. Yeah. When you get to the Brad White, it'll um, be much
2: better than this. It will, <laughs> and it
4: will be. It's hilarious the start. So uh, make sure if you if you don't quite understand what's happening at the start. Go and watch the YouTube video. We put the YouTube out because his face was absolutely hilarious when we asked him what position Brent used to play on the team. Um, Spoiler alert. Yes, correct. spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, alert. yeah. (laughs) Um, I'll give you my thoughts on the Youngstown State game. Uh, I think, obviously, the the positives and the negatives seem to be pretty consistent each week. Um, Our defense is obviously really, really good. Our O-line continues to struggle. I've seen we've given up the most sacks in all of the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, even against the Youngstown State D-line, we were getting smoked. So, um,
2: A lot of third-down sacks. We've That's of, the biggest thing I've noticed Yeah,
4: this year. we kind of worked out the kind of team we're going to be and what, how we're going to have to win games. And it looks like at the moment we're just going to have to lean on our defense. And, and then, I mean, we still scored 31 points, but – um, it was only Youngstown State. I really wanted us to put up points. What what we kind of haven't been doing a whole lot this year that we had seemed to have almost every game last year was that – and I know we had it against Florida. I get that. But that deep shot, like we've never – we haven't seemed to really have that so far this year. Um, I think, like, you look back at uh, – who did we play in the first game of the season last year when Will was just throwing like four or five massive deep shots?
2: Uh, Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, yes. yeah.
4: Like we haven't we, – I thought we'd be able to do that to a Youngstown State team, but we weren't able to. Um, but it is what it is. I think the O-line's going to have to find a way to be better. Obviously, Tayshawn Manning was out yesterday, which could have contributed to it, but – um, we got to find a way to be better and be, uh, find a way to be able to run the ball because uh, we struggled again. We got a little bit better in the second half, but we did struggle. So, Brent, what do you think?
2: Um, it, it obviously will help when Chris comes back just because he's – I mean, obviously the O-line, a running back can't make up for a bad O-line, but he doesn't ever get tackled for negative plays. Yep. That's one of the biggest things for him, so that will help. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of – it's one of those things where we've learned to be able to trust Stoops, and he says he's not really concerned about the O-line. These are all things that can get fixed. But, uh, you know, we're three weeks into the season. Uh, you got one more tune-up game before you get into the SEC grind of Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina, three in a row. Um, so, I mean, clock's, clock's ticking to get that figured out. He's I saw
3: Will was great yesterday. Two picks, but it was one of those games I felt like where you were watching it and you're like, no, oh, offense isn't doing that great. And then I think it was like middle, late third quarter. It just popped up, and it was like, yeah, he's 23 of 27. Yeah. <laughs> just really efficient. That first pick should have been a defensive holding, by the way. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. But for most of the game, he was really efficient and really on time on his throws.
4: The thing that I've enjoyed most about him this year is um, his ability to throw the ball away when he's needed to um, and try not – I mean, we've still taken a lot of sacks. Yep. But it hasn't been from him, you know, running around and getting taken down. He's been able to throw the ball away when we need to. And protective football and kind of, you know, I knew we through two picks yesterday, but the picks haven't super been, you know, terrible passes. It's just been something that's happened. So um, I think we've just got to find a way for this O-line to stand up somehow. Um, we saw Mississippi State get smoked yesterday. Um, it looks like we might have a really, really good draw. Like the teams that we weren't sure how they were going to be, LSU obviously lost to Florida State week one, so you wouldn't think that they're that great. Then they went and tore apart Mississippi State. So, maybe Mississippi State isn't that great. Uh, South Carolina does not look good. Did they score yesterday against Georgia? Yes.
3: I think – let uh, me check. I think they scored late, but it wasn't anything. Yeah, 48-7. They're, they're, simp- yeah. they're just simply
2: They're just not good. They're just not they're good.
4: Just not good. Um, I think, you know, uh, Tennessee – uh, blew out Akron. It's going to be us, Tennessee, and Georgia, obviously. They're the two big games. It looks like we might be able to take care of us, particularly at home against Mississippi State too. So um, I think there's a couple of issues, but if we can get those sorted out, there's no reason why we can't have a top ten finish this year, which would be pretty cool and pretty awesome, and maybe see us go to a real nice bowl game.
3: Mm-hmm. A New Year's Six Bowl would be – I think it's got us projected up there, doesn't it, like us in Oklahoma or something along those lines? Something, yeah. Something that would be – to get that kind of stage, and, and Stoops, he's going to win the ball games. He doesn't lose those. To get another stage like that and deliver would be great.
4: Well, we'll go ahead and get straight into Brad White, the best defensive coordinator in the country. Look after our voices. Here is Brad White. All right, we've got Coach White with us here. Probably the best DC in the country right now. Uh, we appreciate his time. He even brought us coffees today, which was very, very nice <laughs> of you. Actually, you said, Miles, unlucky, you're not getting one. Is that true? The, the, the,
5: you know what, I... Starbucks can't get my money for black coffee. You know They can get it for lattes and, and fancy
4: stuff. But I think it was a shot at you as a kicker, Miles, to be That's honest. Fine. I think he That's thought fine. back to the day and just said mm, he's not worthy.
3: That used to be my favorite thing to do was come up in the facility and get free coffee. I don't even know <laughs> if we were allowed to do that as players, but I love the coffee in there, so it's all good.
4: Um, we like to ask a question because we like to show the closeness of the group here. We always start off with this. We've asked it to every current Former and uh, player and then every coach. Um, we go at about 80% right now. It's
3: impressive how many usually get it. Yeah. It just takes them a minute.
4: So you would remember me, obviously, former punter. You remember Miles, former kicker. Um, Brent, obviously, a walk-on for a year. What position was he a walk-on in?
3: The look on his face right now. The wheels are turning. They are turning. He's going to get it. Because he knows it's not his side of the ball. <laughs> he never played.
5: He was uh, never here. Uh, don't he, worry. He, he me. All right. Here we go. And I was like, well, it might be before my time. <laughs> hey. Sorry, Coach. Yeah. We just thought we had yeah, to see. That's good. It. I'm just that's here cool. for the ride. All right.
4: You, not, you're, you're not saying this. We're saying this. <clears throat> Clearly the best DC in the country right now. When you look back through when you played, we, of all the stuff that you've been through, um, coaching the Colts, Murray State, Wake here. Um, how rewarding is it to? I know you're just probably going to give the stock stand an answer, but how rewarding is it to, um, you know, beat a team like Florida, get all the national recognition? Everyone's talking about the defense. How rewarding is that to you as a person that's set out on a goal and obviously you still want to keep reaching it, but how rewarding is that to you?
5: Yeah. I mean, obviously everybody has ambitions and everybody has goals and to, uh, take the steps necessary to get close to where you want to be. And obviously as a defense, you know, we still have a ways to go. Um, You know, we had one good performance. We just, we talk about it all the time. Listen, they're going to love you here, you know, for a second. And uh, all it takes is one bad performance, you know, and, you know, everybody, you know, a lot of people jump off the bandwagon, not uh, most people in the the. Big Blue Nation will be supportive throughout, but just the national recognition—you know, it's—it's it's that um, knee-jerk reaction to a lot of things, and you know, I think a lot, you know, hey, I'll, there was that sort of hype around Florida, right? Mm-hmm. That that just quick knee-jerk reaction, and then you know something happens, and now they're going to say, are they as good as a team? Yeah, they're a really good football team. But so are we, yep. you know, and and I think we proved that, you know, at least on that night we were the better football team. Um, but it is it's it's rewarding for me to to know where I started and sort of when I got into profession left left the business world, you know, took that we'll leap of to faith yep. to, to go back and be a GA and say all right, see where this thing's going to take me to to be where I am now. Um, a lot of people have helped me on the way, and so it's it is it's rewarding.
4: I know you probably don't want to get into it too much. I've made comments about it on this show about how there's been perfect timing of the Calipari comment and then the Roman Harper comment. How much was that used in the locker room? And how much does that help a team like us, which I think, in our, in my opinion, we're more of a chip-on-the-shoulder team than a front-runner team?
5: Yeah, I think, you know, um, that's an interesting comment because I think we're starting to get a. To a point, because I I would have agreed with you uh, in the past that I think we always sort of have to play with a chip on our shoulder. And I think we're starting to turn that corner to where, hey, listen, if you want to be a team that's consistently at the top, you have to learn how to play with a target on your back. And everything can't be the underdog chip on the shoulder. Like at some point, that mindset has to flip, you know? And you're going to be thought of as the favorite. And trust me, does it help? Yeah. I think any time a competitor is given a little extra fuel, a little extra chip, like they play with that. Um, and I think the great ones always find a way to put a chip on the shoulder. And so even in the midst of getting patted on the back and told how You know, good you are in the moment and stuff. Go back and find something that you didn't do well the week before. Go, go back and find something that, you know, hey, listen, something that gives you just that edge, you know, because as soon as you lose an edge, which, and that's, it's funny when you look in the worldwide sports, I remember growing up and thinking, how does Tiger always do it? Right? Because the, to me, he's like the ultimate competitor Mm -hmm. and and like verse himself. He's got to be a verse himself every time he stepped on the golf course. Um, Because he knew he was just better than everybody else. And at some point you're like, okay, do you get tired of winning? And he, uh, he always found a way to play with an edge. And I think that's what our guys uh, have to, to do going forward. But those little comments, I think, do they help? Absolutely, they help.
4: Talk about playing with an edge. We set the edge pretty well on Saturday night. I'm great at my uh, little lead-ins. <laughs> yeah. Could you in your wildest dreams have thought that you would keep Anthony Richardson to four rushing yards? No, no. What We're did you, do, Everyone had said before the game, it's not, when, it's not if, it's when he's going to break for a big one. He probably breaks for a couple during the game, and we kept him to four. Is that just all you?
5: No, that, that was very little me. Uh, I stood on the sideline like the rest of you, everybody else, just watching our guys out there. So, and that's. Do that's
4: you ever the, just do you ever just go, great play call there, great oh, play call? No, I, I, I'll
5: kick myself for a bad play call. Uh, but there are, you know, I tell our guys, there's no great play calls. I mean, uh-huh. there's. I I make bad play calls that the guys dig me out of. You know there are times that I feel like I made a great play call, but if if it's not executed right, it's a terrible one. Um, So at the end of the day, it's got very little to do with me. You know, in terms of. You know, I'll try to put the guys in the, in the best spots possible, but they've got to go make plays, and on Saturday they did.
4: The old Coach Stoops, you called the play. That one. <laughs> yeah.
3: We were sitting here in the coffee shop before, and I was kind of patting you on the back myself saying how good the performance was, especially in the second half. And you even said that fourth and seven, though. You know, they got us a little bit. We almost had it. Just demanding excellence. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's the one play that you remember. Um, do you have any – would you take any play calling tips from us? I think we've got a couple suggestions for some new defensive calls. I, I Absolutely. Oh, schemes,
5: See, I, I schemes was, yes. Yeah, well, schemes and calls. You know, I, I told uh, uh, Mr. Barnhart uh, at one of our kickoff deals that um, for the spring game, mm. when I was walking in for the spring game, I saw a couple of young fans, you know, how to be six, seven, eight years old. And I asked the first one, I said, hey, what do you want the first play today to be? Mm do you want it to be a zone or a blitz or he's like, how about a blitz i said okay you know and then so the first two play calls of the the spring game were actually uh made by young fans as well, i was walking in we now, won't
4: we won't release that in case you want to lose your job to the six-year-old kids <laughs> yes. so we won't we will cut <laughs> they, that out they, they, you can
5: put that out again <laughs> the spring game is a little bit different I uh
2: just like on the UK network, have a poll for the fans. <laughs> yeah, what That's should
3: we way. call like an Ask Madden type deal? Let's yeah. do that. Just running. In What's
4: your general. first suggestion, then, Miles?
3: Quarterbacks don't like pressure; it gets in their head. Okay. Bring all eleven. All eleven. All of them.
5: I think that would be confusing to them.
3: Yeah, it would be. It would shock them. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever ran that. And then you could run the decoy, which is the second play. All eleven on the line. Drop eleven.
5: Now, like, as as. Silly as that sounds, uh, when we were in... We're doing it this way. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, how'd you know? (laughs) How'd you know that was coming? When when we were in Indianapolis one time, now we were going to have a drop eight, just rush three, and then one of our guys got confused. So we ended up dropping nine and only rushed two, and we got a sack. (laughs) (laughs) He dropped the ball. Perfect. I mean, you talk about every zone was clogged. The queue was like, what in the world? (laughs) And then...
4: (laughs) Uh, Turnovers kill you. What about just punt on first down on our offense? Just get some field position and then back in the defense.
5: Hey, you laugh. I am a huge fan of, like, if you're in a situation where you're way backed up, if you've got... Like say you've got a really talented quarterback that can punt. Like on third down, they've got their defense, especially a pressure team that's going to quick snap, punt it out. I mean, get the roll, get the roll. You know, that'd be that'd be huge. <laughs> I, I, and I guarantee the defensive guys would be confused. Somebody goes, tries to pick it up, bobbles it. You might get yeah, yeah. You,
3: yeah. you never know. If you take these ideas into the team meeting today with Stoops. You don't have to credit us. You could just act like you came up with it yourself.
5: <laughs> all right. So, so, the deal is if, I, if they work, yes. you're going to air this. Credit and then us. you'll take credit. Yes. If it doesn't work, you'll cut this segment yes. out and then it's all on, on you. you. I, it's all on I, you. I love that.
4: Yeah. You, Perfect. you mentioned Sue. That's yeah, smart. That's you good me- coaching, right? That there. is. <laughs> um, how much does he interfere? In your how much? Well, when I say interfere, how much does he contribute? Well,
3: he to the, defensive in the coffee line at He definitely <laughs> cuts you off sometimes in the morning. How
4: much does he contribute, and how many times are you, you know, what do you think? What are we going to do here that during a game?
5: No, it's it, it's awesome to have you know that sounding board, mm. you know, where and you know where I can bounce something off and say, "Hey, what do you think?" Right here and. You know, he can you know, he'll give his two cents, which again, obviously, years of of coordinating on defense, you know, I take that really seriously. And so, um, no, it's a really good game day uh you know, sort of relationship bouncing back and forth and um you know, if there's a if there's a critical down and we're sort of trying to go back and forth and he'll say, Hey, trust your gut. You know, and I and that's something I you know People don't realize how much I appreciate that. Like, it's like, okay, you know, make the call that you think's the best here, and let's go.
4: But two serious, two more serious football questions before we move on to some light-hearted stuff. We talked about leading up to the season, maybe some question marks on the team. Uh, one of the ones that we threw up as a possibility would be when they throw our DBs on an island. We obviously had some new DBs coming in, and then also Carrington had maybe shown some vulnerabilities in the past. They stood up big time on Saturday. Um, how's their progression going, and and what do you see for them, I guess, going into the rest of the season?
5: Yeah, let's start with Carrington is you saw the confidence level building through spring. To have an entire year out there in the SEC, first-year starter, you know, you're going to have good plays and you're going to have bad plays. Let's let's just be honest. And um, it's no different than the rest of us. I had good calls and bad calls my first year. Uh, you know, as a coordinator, and I still have bad calls, and, he, you know, players are going to have bad plays. But the confidence level that he can rebound so much quicker, uh, it's at a different level. And um, you saw that uh, first game, you know, they there's a couple of P.I. calls yeah. that one I think everybody really would say that, you know. Unlucky. Yeah, un- yeah. unlucky. <laughs> 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 and... That he can put that behind him and he can go back and he can challenge. And I thought he had uh, a really good second game here at Florida. And you could just look in his eyes and, he, and at one point on the sideline, he's like, Coach, I've got this. And I said, all right. And so on that fourth down, I mean, he's out on a complete island yeah. because just the coverage that we are playing, if it's caught, it's going to be a touchdown. So not only does he have to – make it he's got to make it like so if he doesn't get the p pbu he's got to
4: secure the tackle mm. um miles what's pbu felt- stand for just real quick what do you think pass breakup hey there you yeah. go yeah. very good yeah. sorry continue no that's
2: well harrington said you were in this week in some media availability said you were a wizard i mean i know that you like to give all the players the credit and everything like i mean if you have them under a spell i mean you can just <laughs> let us know
5: well, hocus pocus we'll- my wife is a huge Harry Potter
3: fan. Oh wow! So,
6: so, wow, he's revealing his trick. Yeah. So,
5: I mean, after watching all seven of those movies, like I, I feel like I've got a what a, a
4: spell. What tip. about K. John? What's he brought to the team?
5: You know what? He is just so smart, so savvy, uh, really good ball skills, and he he really is a he's a very uh, composed player. You know, one of those guys that, you know, just nothing seems to, to rattle him. Good play, bad play. I mean, the pick six, you know, he's on the sideline. He's got a smile on his face, but it's not like this crazy, uh, you know, overarching celebration. It's like, okay, I better sit down, get my water because we're going right back out. Uh, so that's to have that because Carrington, he's more of an emotional player uh, and, and that's a good thing too, you know. You, but you just have to find a happy medium on both sides, uh, and I think they really complement each other. Um, so it's been, again, I think, like you said, everybody's had questions about it. I saw it in fall camp that I thought we would be solid there. Um, now we're only two games in, but if we can continue to build on this, uh, you know, this success, I think we'll be in good shape.
4: The celebrations. I've always wondered this. No, obviously was never even in an offensive meeting, definitely not in a defensive meeting. This when the ball's just been overthrown and they haven't done anything, do you ever bring that up and go, hey, you realize that you had nothing to do with that pass breakup, right?
5: Oh, absolutely. It's and uh we had a former player who's not on the team that used to do it a lot. And, and we used to we used to to, to, to joke about that. Like like, he would be the first one, even if somebody else made it like across the field. It was like – and we're like, well, at least we got an extra referee on the field, I guess, to, to help. He would but, start doing it even yeah, when we had incomplete passes on our side. I, I think it's trained now, you know, where you, know, you go to a punting coach, right, or, you know, a kicking coach or quarterback gurus now and now they have db trainers you know they go for footwork and all that stuff and i think that's like lesson one even before (laughs) the footwork hey win lose or draw yeah if the ball hits the ground
4: yeah and for those of you listening on podcast it's the no fly zone you you
5: caused it so um but it's good so they they, they're brought up early it's kind of like when uh a defensive lineman jumps off sides. We teach him to point at the offense. Yeah. <laughs> like they just move. To see if maybe, like they can, just, maybe they'll yeah, fall maybe, for maybe it. Maybe they fall for the Hey, yeah. th- this guy
4: moved. Right one here. that's been big on our team too recently is this one. Cubo oh, Hanna, I oh, think, yeah. started this one. Is that is that something that you guys bring up? Uh, yes, because sometimes
5: the way the finger wag uh, happens too soon because we've got a couple of times over the last couple of years on tape where – we're wagging the – and the ball carrier isn't actually down. He's <laughs> um, in the end zone. He's, yeah. he's not in the end zone. But he's not actually down. So, you got to make sure before you celebrate that the play is officially over. <laughs> um, so, but those are, those are some moments that you, you – you, teaching moments.
3: Something we used to joke about in the specialist room, and Coach House actually used to do the same thing. Every team meeting, you all would introduce the opponent's offense and defense – you come up for the team's offense to kind of give us a quick glimpse of what they're going to do, and you would always say the same thing at the end. They start with their off or their quarterback. They go with him. Now we would usually forget week to week how offenses work, so I appreciate you reminding us. Does every team go with their quarterback? I guess Wildcat maybe not.
5: Yeah. Um, not always. Okay. The majority is—that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the majority, uh, but there's always a good reminder See, if you don't remind her, right? You know the old saying about assumption. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Make an assumption. Yeah. Media. Exactly. So I just got to make sure that everybody understands that. We we were waiting for uh,
3: some week where you'd come up and be like, so they just really go with their offensive guard. Yeah. As he goes, they go. Yeah. Well, just to go, throw some, us off. We'll see.
5: If if you were in there for Iowa, I I would have said they went with their offensive line. They go with their defense. Uh, yeah. They go yeah. with their punt. They yeah. punt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait till uh, wait till Liam gets up here. He's going to tell you how they go. Um, <laughs> no, his, that like Iowa. They were driven by their offensive line, you know, and their running backs, and then manage with the quarterback. Yeah. You know, but obviously with a. a most spread offenses that you see, it's so QB driven because of the pass games or the RPOs, even in the run game action, you know, they get involved in the run game. So, um, but I appreciate that you guys were listening. That yeah. like that. To, to All me jokes
3: aside, it was always helpful just to, like, kind of hear what we're about to see because we would never have any idea what we're coming. Not I loved, it, it. Mattered, I loved it. I loved it because no you way. get
4: to see, like, hey, this is actually the game plan because yep. we're not involved in it at all. And then yep. we get to, when we're watching from the best seats in the house, actually see if the game plan was coming off or not. So it's pretty cool.
5: Well, that's Yeah, well, and then if we're talking about, you know, a dynamic receiver and you're like, ooh, he's the pump returner. Well, if he's that. No wonder he's a good punt returner because he's a darn good
2: receiver. Yeah. You know, that kind of deal. Yeah. So, is there like, give any flashbacks of Tony Max?
4: Oh, many SEC punt returners. Uh, Lost series. By the way, because of that,
5: you know, I never talk to kickers on the sideline ever, anymore, except last week. I t- I t-
3: <laughs> <laughs> never. Except <laughs> the except most recent last, game.
5: Last week, I, and I was really like, it was funny. I was going through my head, like, should I do this? Because the one time. Like I said something to you, Max, on the sideline was right before the Tony deal. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I vowed to myself, I'm never going to talk because that's on me. Like that wasn't him. I jinxed him. Um, so I wasn't going to do anything ever again. But I did uh, tell Ruff that I had his back right before the last kick.
4: So.
3: Okay. Just in case anybody came after, me, I've got your back. No, That's true. No, so the no, week, that, that, that
4: we, the week yeah. I kicked it, free. the week I kicked it to Tony by accident, we didn't have our special teams analyst out there, and so it was a bit of a shit show in terms of who was running what and who was doing, and everyone wanted to put their five cents in, and it was hilarious. Um, I do remember that, and then I, not many people wanted to give me a pat on the back as I walked yeah. off after that one. It's it's hilarious.
5: After the fact. Probably not so much
4: in the moment. <laughs> uh, um, last serious football question. Give us 30 seconds each on Jordan Wright and how well, it, well, how important it was to have him back and then the senior guys at linebacker, Jacquez Jones and then DeAndre Square.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to, to put into words for all those guys I only get 30 seconds, but uh, getting Jordan back was a, a huge, huge deal. And um, obviously he made a bunch of really big plays and I anticipated him making big plays. The uh, sideline reporter right before the the game started grabbed me as I was going to the locker room and said, Hey, how big is it uh, to get Jordan right back? And I said, you just wait. And yeah, I, I grabbed her after the game and I said, I told you. <laughs> and she's like, I know. Um, but he he's such you know not just the playmaking but his energy like he, if you saw in the preseason everybody asked who's the funniest guy in the locker room yeah. he got all almost yeah you know all the votes yeah because he's funny and loose when he needs to be but he can be really serious and in the moment when he needs to be and that's I think a, a huge um, asset to any team. Uh, and then to those two inside backers, they're really extensions of me on the field. They can make all the checks. Uh, they're so smart. You know, they've they've played so many snaps. They they bail you out of plays in terms of how they can slip linemen and make tackles, and everybody just thinks it routine. And then you watch the film, and you're like, wow, I'm really glad he was able to make that play because that thing could have been a, a, a gash, you know, could have been a big one. So, yeah. Um, it's invaluable to have have both those guys back and then they're they're able to teach the the younger ones too so I I think the future's bright there.
4: Your playing career walked on at Georgia to start off over, chose that over Yale was that study related? It was so uh just didn't want to do the homework. <laughs> well no,
5: you know that they say about the it's it's hard to get in and it's really hard to get thrown out so like you just got to get in. <laughs> and it, like I I I bust on uh, Coach Scola. Uh, you know he went to Dartmouth, and so I said, "Oh well, it was hard to get into Dartmouth, but you know it's even harder to get thrown out of there because <laughs> once they get that paycheck coming in, they don't want to lose it." Um, but no, I I didn't want to regret not trying to play at the highest level, mm-hmm. and so I was committed to Yale all the way through March and I got a full academic scholarship to Georgia. And so it was, I was like, you know what? It was, I had that Georgia, Iowa and Syracuse and I had walk on opportunities. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go down. I looked at it and Georgia was preseason number five that year. I said, well, no better, no better time. If I think I want to play at the highest level, then go to the best team possible. So I uh, went down there and walked on and, um, you know, was there for six months, and then was lucky enough to to get a scholarship at Wake. That when the coach staff at Georgia got fired, uh, the DB coach was getting the linebacker job at Wake, and asked if I wanted to follow him up. Someday, so,
3: so I think when Baltimore Raven fans look at their team, they think of Ray Lewis. Carolina fans, they think of Luke Kuechly. Kentucky fans, you've got DeAndre Square, that enforcer. That was you at Wake. 200 and something tackles in your career what was the best part of your game
5: uh, i could get everybody lined up <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was so you the were best. the coach on I the field was, i
5: was i was i was uh if there was a if you ranked most athletic is one least athletic is 11 i was definitely 11 <laughs> which substitutes came in the game um but I could get everybody lined up, so everybody's got a purpose, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, I was able to play faster than I probably was, just because I was able to anticipate, you know, via formations, via you know, film study, and um, and obviously, I think some of that's carried over to to where I am today. Um, but yeah, I I probably outkick my coverage in terms of being able to play even at the ACC level. Um, and being able to start for three years. So I was I was lucky there.
3: Did you know when you played that you probably wanted to coach after?
5: I did not. I, I remember – so Coach Hood was my defense coordinator. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I remember people were starting to throw that out there when I was a senior. Hey, you know, you probably would make a really good coach. And I remember Coach Hood sitting me down one time. And he said, "Brad, you're too smart to coach. don't get in this profession (laughs) he never sat us down never told told me that so i i took that to heart and that's why i went into the business world for two years you know i didn't even do my pro day uh my senior year so i had an interview with bank of america on the same day and i i'm getting texts that are like hey you're missing pro day you're missing pro day i said I told Coach Fair, who was our director of ops, that I wasn't going to be there. I had an interview with Bank of America, so I was. Um, so once I was done with the interview, I came over to cheer on the the other guys. But <laughs> they're like, "Are you guys are you going to get dressed?" I was like, "No, no, I know I'm not good enough to play at that level." So
4: that's why we brought Miles here because he's here. an accountant,
3: accounting yeah. major, masters. Yes. You were a About-
4: portfolio manager at the Bank of yes. America, correct? Yes. Okay, what does that encompass? And are you just the coffee man? Because you obviously brought us the coffees this morning. Are you, is that something you got used to at Bank of America or did you actually have to do anything?
5: I mean, oh Well, no. I actually had to work, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but I do miss the banking hours, you know. You know <laughs> Nine what? to five or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. Yeah. there's, there's a different little deal. You if
3: know, you've got the thing. accounting degree, I usually <clears throat> late March, early April, I get that once a year. How's it going? How you been lately, buddy? i come into your desk you've got the bible you've got the uk defensive playbook and you've got the irs tax code the three essentials of your life do you get any texts in april maybe from the head man at the end can you do my taxes
5: no i I don't (laughs) um so i it was crazy so at wake it's this five-year accounting program and so i got an undergrad in finance and a master's in accounting And so everybody in that program does their CPA. Well, just like every senior does their pro day, I thought I'd go off the hinges. And I was like, I don't want to be a CPA. I did the internship at an accounting firm, all that. I was like, I like the math of accounting, but I don't want to do like corporate accounting. Um, So that's where the the global portfolio management came in. So um, we actually handled all the risk assessment for – the large for the for the corporate bank of america on lord large corporate insurers um so the all states the metlife the aig we look at their every bit of exposure that bank of america has to those companies and then we see how much more exposure we can take maybe we have to reel it back in um and i get there in august and then Hurricane Katrina hits there at the end of August or start of September. So I'm one month in, and they put me on, hey, listen, you have to track all the losses that each one of our insurance companies are like accruing. And then, and then this report that you're making is going to go all the way up to the CEO of Bank of America. And here I am, 22 years old, like, oh, my goodness, I'm about to be on the – a weekly call with the CEO to talk about this report that I'm putting together. So that was, that was a, a fun first experience. That's, but yeah. Is that when you decided you wanted to get back into football? <laughs> so get
3: back into this, right after, yeah. No, so
5: after, I just finished year two at the bank. I enjoyed what I was doing, and that same coach that uh, brought me from Georgia to Wake was up for a head coaching job and said, hey, listen, you know, if I get this, would you be interested uh, in coming back and being my defensive coordinator? Uh,
4: um, you mentioned Coach Hood before. Obviously, he's had a big impact in my life, Miles's life. Um, I'm guessing he's had a big impact for yourself. Can you just give us a little spiel on Coach Hood?
5: Oh, I mean, he is sort of the model of what I try to be in this profession. Yes, do you want to be the best coach possible? Absolutely. I think that's the competitor in all of us. But doing it the right way means something, and it, it arguably means more than any other, you know, success on the field. And the way he poured into not just the players that coached him, but the coaches that were around him. And, you know, he he actually at Wake, uh, there was probably about 20 houses that are actually within the campus board and he got a house on campus so that families can come over, players could come over, they could hang out and um, I remember uh, being a GA for, uh, for hoodie and you know when I was a player, he had a GA actually uh, live with him. You know for a little bit while he was trying to get his feet on the ground and find a place and it was like hey listen you can live in the basement you know and that's the kind of guy he is um so just it means a ton uh that when i was coming down for my interview i'm about 10 minutes out and he calls up and says are you coming on an interview to kentucky said, yeah, I'm about 15 minutes away. He's like, yeah, we just had a staff meeting. And uh, Coach Stoops asked if anybody knew who Brad White was. He's like, I raised my hand and said, yeah, I've babysat his kids before. (laughs) So, so no, there's some
4: some good times and good stories. Coach Hood is the best. Um, He actually is the greatest human of all time. Then you move on to the Colts. You get there, Andrew Luck gets there. You leave, Luck leaves. How personally responsible do you feel for that?
5: I think it was integrally tied. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he he was probably heartbroken. Yeah. You know, so he was able to do it one year after I left and then was like,
4: I can't do it anymore. Couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said on his exit interview, actually, you were the reason why he gave up football. Is that something that sits okay with you?
5: You know, I, I feel like I deprived the football world of something there.
4: Yeah. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> what's you know? the biggest difference you see between coaching at the NFL level and at the college level
5: um, I think guys understand more more guys understand what it takes to be a quote pro they, they understand that hey listen this is a profession this mm. puts the food on the table for themselves for their families and so they're more locked in all the time now with that being said they don't have to go to school you know they don't have some of those other you know balancing acts that college players have and so it is uh a little bit more challenging to me from a college player to try to balance you know being a really you know high quality athlete in a offense or defense you you I think a lot's been made lately about how we run NFL offense, you know, sort of an NFL defense. Um, and to be able to comprehend all of that knowledge that pros get to focus on 24 hours a day, well, our guys have to do that while balancing a full course load and, and all that. So it's a little bit more challenging. you got to make sure that we don't do too much on offense and defense uh, that it it's confusing. You still want them to be able to play fast and mm-hmm. free.
4: But one word you're allowed to do give one word answers or one person answers to these questions. Wow. Hardest OC to go up against. Ooh.
3: You have to answer it. Don't say I was. Don't <laughs> don't don't <laughs> don't. Is this a cameo? <laughs> uh uh
5: I, I can't be truthful because I'll get slandered <laughs> <laughs> come <laughs> on give us one uh, all right, come back to that
4: All right, hardest player you've ever had to go up against or are about to go up against
5: Ooh, does that include pros
4: yes hardest pro and hardest college yeah po. both, okay. Do both.
5: Yeah. hardest pro Aaron Rodgers yeah. wow okay no damn it <laughs> wow
4: um
5: Hardest college player. Well, two that jump off, we actually did really well against. You know, last year I thought going into Cunningham yep. for Louisville, and then going into this one, I thought this guy was a bigger Cunningham. <laughs> 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 uh, so. Um, nice, too. Yeah, you know.
3: Did you beat Rodgers when you played him?
5: We did. We came back a huge comeback. So that's fans. actually players yeah. that he
3: thinks Twice, are tough. That's, that's three at four. At two, four and yeah,
5: up. Uh, we, we beat Rogers. Well, I was 2-0 against wow. In the future?
2: As an owner of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> in the future, would you like to be a head coach, yes or no? No. Long
5: time future. No super desire in the short term.
4: Okay. OC. OC?
5: Absolutely.
3: You think you could be the OC?
5: Not a Kentucky, but I would love to be an OC. I, I said that to somebody on the practice field just the other day. Now I was joking too because I had I knew exactly what coverage we were in and I knew how to beat it. So I schemed up a scout team play. So just just to keep the guys on edge, right? Um, <laughs> I do that every once in a while, and I know the play is going to gash us. Yeah. Um. So it,
4: I think that's fun.
5: <laughs> If I know what the defense is going to uh,
4: be. If we go back to the hardest team or hardest O.C. to go up against, you got an answer?
5: All right.
3: Um, Don't do team because then that just comes I mean, it's to just yeah, Georgia, it's yeah. just Georgia or Bama or something like that. Yeah. Well,
2: I can feel like he wants to yeah, say it. Yeah, I feel like he, he knows exactly who he wants to say, want to say <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> is gonna, he no longer gonna get coaching? It. We're not going to get it out I of here? I have it? an I'm idea not. as who it is. And he's no longer the head coach at a school that you just played.
5: No. <laughs> wow. No. No, okay. that that one He's easy. No one's easy. Uh. But but some, <laughs> you're trying to get the man in trouble. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. I, I'll say this. The ones that are unpredictable to me are a little bit more challenging. Because you can be really talented, and you can still put up a bunch of points. But if I knew what you're going to do, like I I went into the game, I felt confident. Hey, listen, not everything, but it's the ones that you could eat, you can slaughter them just as easily as you could get beat by a hundred, just because you're not sure, and they don't have some a standardized tendency. Most OCs most even defense coordinators they they have things they fall onto they have uh they have their tells they have their and the ones that are just sort of off the cuff unpredictable like are the hardest ones cuz at that point th- there's a little bit of guessing going on and i
4: hate guessing um we let Brent have one question per week. Um, but I just want to give you this piece of paper first. I just want you to read that, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, so here's the thing. They don't they uh, Hold on, hold on. You get one question I get per it week. For anything. Wait, does he have to read it out loud?
4: No. So go ahead, ask your question. You good? I've got no idea what that says. <laughs> go for it.
2: I hate this already. <laughs> um, so, obviously, the standard here at Kentucky for the understoops has been the 2018 defense, and a lot of people have talked about this defense in the same light. What are some of the characteristics you see that, you know, kind of compare the two, and what are the characteristics that it takes to uh, – He audible. Right? We were wrong. He definitely audible. He definitely, he definitely audible. Audible. at
3: the last second. We
4: thought there would be only one question that you go with, and we got it wrong. Oh,
2: was it – what was it about Jock West? <laughs>
4: <laughs> can you please ask him a Jock Jones question so you can get a, get the answer?
2: Yeah, just obviously there's Josh Allen. I assume Jock West <laughs> Jones is like right here. Just how great is Jock Jones day in, day out. Gotta be just star, star linebacker, right?
5: Well, he actually uh just texted me and said he was entering the portal, so oh, he no, he's no longer on the team. Yeah. Jesus
3: yeah.
2: Thanks for bringing they're it up, it. though, Brett. Yeah. We thought
4: you'd 100% go wow.
5: to those show. Well,
2: that's the thing. It's Chestnut Checkers. I knew you all <laughs> yes. planned it. Yes. So. All right.
4: So, oof. so, the
5: comparisons between this team and the 18 team. And I was going to say, yeah, I know we're,
2: we're, by the time people hear this, I know we're only three games in. So, yeah. I
5: mean, yeah. Um, they're so different. Um,
4: the man behind you was pretty handy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: The, yeah the, the, You know, Josh made a lot of wrongs right. You know, there there were some things that – on some pressures, on some sacks that, you know, could have been big plays if he didn't get there or whatnot. But that was – I think similarities, I think they both had older veteran guys that understood, you know, what was required to be a good team and – um, they could make great individual plays. I think we've got guys on this team that can make when when the moment calls for it. They can make really big individual plays. Jordan Wright showed up. Keydren Smith showed up. Carrington Valentine showed up. Quez Square they showed up like in big moments. Like they make big. You know, Ty like I I've told people and everybody nobody really the play Ty Asian made on uh. First and ten, and they threw a bubble screen in the fourth quarter, and we had we we busted in the back end. Yeah. If he doesn't make that tackle for four, we might be talking about something entirely different. You may not even have me on the podcast. You guys, <laughs> you guys are like you got a a, a sign in my lawn. Um, <laughs> him
3: and Jacquez both are in the transfer. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, so those guys stepped up and Ty made that because he understood he's been in this defense so long. He knew what the check was and he saw that we rotated wrong that he just said, I'm going to go erase race six. I know what's coming. Those comparisons. I think the, the strengths may be at different spots uh, a little bit. Um, But I think they, this team's got a chance to basically have set its own identity. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what we can do, you know, the rest of the year.
4: Last one, and we appreciate your time um, being with us. We ask every guest, um, we even ask Coach Stoops, everyone, what motivates you and why do you do it?
5: Well, one, I love it. Like that's, you had asked the question before about being a head coach. My motivation, I love the X's and O's piece of coaching. I love the relationships of coaching. Um, And I think when you step up into a head coaching realm, I think you leave a little bit of the X's and O's because you have to be a little bit more of a CEO. And I don't have a great desire to leave that right now. Like I, this is what I enjoy doing. I enjoy get coming in the office early and Chucking playing the playing the, yeah. playing the game of chess. Like like that's uh, that is the finance piece. That's the math mm-hmm. piece. That's the analytical piece of this whole thing. Um, but I, I do, you know, want to make sure that there's balance and I do it very much uh, for my family. Like I have, my wife is, she's my rock and, uh, I've got four great kids. One whose birthday is today. He turns nine, and I, my two-year-old turns two uh, on Sunday. So, um, and being here, Coach Stoops allows all of them in the building anytime I'm able to bring the kids over, and we play on the practice field. And um, you know, I, my uh, five-year-old just loves, uh, you know. Chris Rodriguez to death and he's got more <laughs> signed gloves and, and Chris knows i like, that's, that's why you do it. It's those relationships, those interactions. And, um, and there's no better place to do it than here at the big blue nation.
2: Does it bother you a little bit that Chris is a favorite player, not a, not a defensive player or.
5: Uh, no, no. Uh, because you, you'd love this when I was in Indy, you know, I had Rob Mathis, like. And who was Lincoln's favorite player? Hands down was Pat McAfee. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like, that's what, yeah. I mean, my family's favorite player wasn't me either. It was it was a defensive guy. <laughs> well, so I get yeah. it. It's one it, of those things.
5: I, I think, uh, especially the you know Lincoln, who turned nine today, uh, is he he's very much uh, goes on his own you know way. He's a Justin Jefferson Vikings fan. I'm like, yeah. the Viking. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> he's he, – <laughs> he, he, But that's – And So he was fired up when Coach Minusk went up there. And um, so he's got – he got a, a jersey here. And so he's been gritting all over the place. Is
3: he into the football yet? Oh, Playing?
5: Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He's been flag football for
4: a lot of years. And uh, he loves it. Class one then before we get out of here. Specialists. We're obviously a specialist podcast. Yeah you've had me and miles on the team what was that like, and what do you think of specialists in general
5: i i think if you even ask the current group of specialists, i think they would say i'm the most involved non specialist coach you know yep. just i i enjoy uh hanging out with them you know i i always have you guys are the you guys have great personalities you guys aren't the uh the old school, you know, go stand in the shower in your cleats so they would <laughs> mold to your feet type, you know, that that people have. You guys have just – y'all might be the funniest group, like, wow, unit as a whole. Like, on a percentage basis, specialists might be the funniest. Uh, do
4: you get to do a lot of talking? You do. do. Hey,
5: and by the way, I don't appreciate that you – you beat the current specialists on the golf course like that. That one, like, <laughs> yes.
4: Um, yeah, me I, and Grant, I, I, me and Grant was... took down Ruffalo and uh, Colin. Colin, yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: And 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 I was, you know, Colin and Ruff. That was like. Team USA here, and we just got taken down at <laughs> the Ryder Cup. Like I was, I was, I was heartbroken on that one. So, hey,
4: coach, thank you so much for your time. Uh, just say from us, we appreciate it so much. Uh, obviously, we appreciated spending time when we were on the team with you, and then for you to give up some time for us is great. So, we really, really appreciate it. So yeah, thank absolutely. you very much. Awesome. you have me on. Well, how
2: good was that, Miles?
4: Brad White, great on the hot seat in his office. Yeah. Brought us coffees, brought us donuts. No, what was it? Scones. Donuts. scones, scones. scones.
3: Chocolate croissants. Um, we talked up debits and credits. Oh, yeah. it was a good meeting. He,
4: he lo- like, the best thing about that interview, or the kind of the funniest thing, was how long he wanted to talk about his job at Bank of America. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like, so we just
4: th- kind of asked him a joking question, and he just wanted to tell us like, almost every day about, about when he went in there.
3: Yeah, he gave us his full schedule, and I think we even had written down, like, should we ask him what his dream job would be outside of football? that he answered it yeah. he'd be bank of America ceo
4: um i would say more serious man than joking man but yep. i think he kind of has that persona around the team but uh having been able to have the privilege to have had the occasional beer with him every now and then um he's definitely i mean one of the ni- nicest guys on in the staff and and one of the funniest when you get to know him um great for a conversation so I think that was awesome for him to be able to have us and let us in there at 8 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. Eight. Eight. Uh, But it was good. Uh, Let's go to the Twitter questions uh, for today because they're always good to get to. Uh, We love hearing from you guys. So we've got 13 today. Um, Randy says, your opinions on Adam Sandler?
3: I like his fashion. Yeah. He always goes like the shorts, hoodie, hoodie. Look, I don't know how much he's worth, but plenty. That's If I had that much money, that's exactly what I would wear as well. And he plays pickup basketball all the time. Yeah, I'm not good yeah. enough for that because I'm not very tall, but I respect that.
2: Loves it. Um, and really,
3: what's the best Adam Sandler movie? Uh, Uncut gyms, But uh, Uncut Gems is one. I think it's good.
2: But on his, like, Happy Madison yes. production stuff, uh Oh shoot!
3: I mean, Happy Gilmore's good. Yeah, that's yeah, probably Big that. Daddy. <laughs> you haven't seen that one, have I, love, you? I love. I love Big, Big Daddy's Daddy. an older one. Big it's Daddy's like, really uh, good.
2: It's like whenever like he's got to put like his sunglasses on to like feel comfortable yes. in a room or invisible. I like um, invisible. I'm was going. it um click? Yes, love click. click. Click's
3: that's good. The longest good. yard. Yeah.
4: Their longest yard is probably the best really one. Really good. Yes, actually. Paul Crew. To- Aubrey Yeoman's Paul Crew. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, what are the seven things you want... This is from BMAC. What are the seven things you want to see the O-Line do this week to prove their improvement? you say seven? seven?
3: What, was it Wonders of the World? Seven. What are we doing? <laughs> seven. Seven things.
4: Uh, I want to see... Blocking. The right tackle block. I want to see the right guard block. I want to see the center block. I want to see the left okay. guard and the left tackle block. So That's five, five things okay. I want to okay. do. I want to, I want to see them be some, good screen passes. I want to get some push and I want to get some pull.
3: A pulling guard. Yeah. Yep. 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 yep, there we
4: go. So there you go. There's the seven things. Um, I don't really have a – I mean, we just need to be better, right? Like, I don't think it's as it's, simple as that. Like, there's no, like – one way we're getting beat. We just seem to be getting beaten in all different positions every it now It seems then.
3: like the communication isn't great. Yeah. Like, they're getting hit with stuff, and it's like, whose fault was that? We don't really know sometimes.
4: Um, how tall? This is Jesse Craig. How tall is Miles Butler?
3: How tall do you think?
2: Uh, are you asking us? 5'9". Yeah, I
3: was going to say 5'9". 5'9"? 5'9", 5'10". That's rude. What are you? 5'9 and a half. <laughs> wow.
4: Wow. Uh, Robbie Rogers, better TV show, Night Court or Wings? I've never seen no, either. I don't know
2: what either of those are.
4: No, neither have I. Um, so both. I would say probably Wings. I like Wings. Better than I like knight. Wings way knight. better. Knight. Sorting things out at night, though. Night Court. That's probably, I don't night know. Night Court? Night Court. C-O-U-R-T. It's,
2: it's like uh, Judge Judy, just at night. But at night. Yeah.
4: Dresses up like a knight. The
3: Black Knight? <laughs>
4: Okay. Benjamin, at UK fan in Ohio. Should we be expecting blowouts in games like this? Can we <coughs> – I'm sorry, my voice is so bad. Can we start to worry about the offensive line?
3: It was a blow It blowout. was a blowout. We covered 30-1. 31-0, thirty-one and zero, three 0 3 0 against the spread this year, by the way. Yeah, 3-0 against the spread. That's why we're I mean, a I, great team. I thought it
4: was a good result. Um, can we start to worry about the offensive line? We've, we've, we've been, been, started. been started. You were on
3: the preseason.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zeblon Vance, Ph.D., Should we get the Stoop statue out of solid gold, should we make the Stoop statue out of solid gold, or platinum?
2: (laughs) Platinum, I'd go
3: platinum. Uh, I prefer platinum if I He preferred
4: platinum too. (laughs) He did too, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Geez, you'd need a lot of resources to make that statue, a lot. Well, we talked about this on Friday. We did. What pose? And, yeah, the pose would be so good. It would be so good, the be so good to see which one throw they throw and Like, are they going to put a hat on him, or are they going to show his hair? Like, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what they do. You think the yeah, hat? They'll definitely have a hat. Yeah.
3: Can we, before we go past that, as much as we talk about him, the jacket, the tie, him pregame Saturday oh. was as good as he has ever looked. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Probably his wedding day he didn't look that good. No.
4: He's the best-looking man of all time, and I can tell you – From first-hand experience, Uh, he had a great night, Saturday night. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Did he? Uh, Hill Jack. Who day? I need to know why Kentucky should be worried about Northern Illinois. Mm. Uh they shouldn't be. Uh, A state versus the top of a state?
2: Yeah.
3: The only tricky... I don't know if What's the Northern
4: Illinois? uh, What are they? The Northern Illinois? I think it's Wildcats.
3: No, I think that's right. Huskies. Huskies, maybe? Okay, sorry. That sounds right. Um... Is Northern Illinois close to Chicago? Uh,
2: maybe. I know it's close to Southern Wisconsin. Why wouldn't they just be Southern Wisconsin?
3: If they get Justin Fields, they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that. Nice. I wouldn't maybe be worried just, about Northern Illinois. Yeah.
4: Amanda L. Bradley. Why was Chance, Chance Poor having to hold the ball? Well, you see, Amanda, the thing is when the long snapper snaps it back to Chance, he's got to hold the ball for the kicker. So that's why he was having to hold That it.
3: was the question? Why did he have to hold it?
4: Why was Chance Poor having to hold the ball? Well, what?
3: Was it on kickoffs?
4: I think, no. I think... So, if you're confused, Chance Paul has always been the holder. No, Even last I don't year. understand. I don't know.
2: Maybe there was another ball he was holding. Maybe he's on the sideline holding a basketball. Maybe it looked weird. I, I, I don't know.
4: I don't know um, what she meant by I that. saw Chance Saturday Unless she, it was a joke about the long snapper maybe actually being able to get it back to Chance this week. She lost or
3: maybe, me. I don't she, know. Maybe
2: she wants Chance to, to play with some QB. Maybe wants, instead of holding I, it, I, you know, I, get rid of I it. I know.
4: But anyway, you've confused us. Um, and the – Problems, and are the problems on our O line fixable? I'm going to say three games in no. Uh, I think we could probably use tight ends, maybe extra to block that kind of thing. But I'm going to say, I mean, they are what they are at the moment, and they're not. And it could it get better? I'm sure. And and we found that we've been able to grind teams down in the second half, so maybe we're fitter than everyone. But are they fixable? I don't. I think at this stage, if you can't look after Youngstown State,
3: um, I've never heard more fit or fitter, an offensive line in a sentence, ever. I know. <laughs> they yeah. are not the ones I would say that are in shape. I think you can mitigate the downfalls of what they do, but I don't know if you can get rid of it completely.
4: David Glenn Wheatley says, O-line, talent issue or just experience and chemistry issue? We have been through it. Everyone wants to know about the O-line.
3: I mean, we have, do we need Freddie Maggard? We need to get yeah. <laughs> Listen, Let's get the hey, O-line coach on here.
2: Since Well, I mean, O-line expert over here. Uh, offensive line offensive sorry sorry sincerely though I think there's always been a moment in the in the Stoops era where it's like four or five games in we're concerned about something and then they have a game where they just kind of it's almost like snap at the fingers and it's fixed sometimes maybe that'll happen with the O-line maybe not but um we'll see Paulie B
4: Mm -hmm. um Paulie B since Australia is not a very big place did you know Youngstown State punter Patty Lynch Um, I did because he came through the program with me. Uh, He tried to do a little salute to Max Duffy yesterday by holding onto the ball and running around with it a little bit and it got blocked. blocked. (laughs) (laughs) So poor guy. Um, He would have been pretty annoyed with that one. Settles said, how often does Brent, in brackets, Brett need to be reminded that he's not important to the podcast? (laughs) His takes suck like his show prep
3: asking for a friend. Who said that? Settles. Let me see. Let me see this. Do you know him? Um, That's my my bad. I meant to put that <laughs> off. My different. My bad. I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> let me see him.
2: We just looked at the profile picture. I just want to say, Settles, there's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing <laughs> at 23, and you're taking pictures in front of a mural at 20, <laughs> at 40, 50, whatever you are. I mean, Hunter. Fisher. I understand my place in life. I'm just here to, to plug settles. in the cords what and is, sit in here. <laughs> so you a know. So what is? What's twice,
3: a, hold on. What is? apostrophe juster j-u-s-t-e-r jester huh juster yeah it's what he says probably
2: Uh, just because he sits there hunter
3: fisher juster Adjuster. adjuster Adjuster. what's he adjust
2: um his fucking life is he so upset that i'm on this podcast instead of him (laughs) 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 is angry Angry, angry. No, I'm furious because I know my place in life. I get it. It's kind of stupid that I get to do this. Do, but your, you job. Know, yeah. do your job. It's just what it is. So I'm sorry. Why don't you fish and adjust and I'll sit here and plug in the fucking cables and you do what you do? <laughs> oh, Fuck, my yes. God, Fuck yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> I love it.
4: Um, who was the best DJ Kentucky football has had? Well, DJ Pang. Oh,
3: uh, DJ Pang. DJ Pang. DJ Pang. I, I think when we went to Vegas, there was like Avicii, Kaigo – and Pang. Yeah. Those are the three. Who,
4: who took over from DJ War and Peace? should have been Pang. He should have been. Um, WT Top 10 Vibes says, If we make fun of Stoops for his hair and Max for his age, what do we make fun of Miles and Brent for? Height. And then Ranger Ansi said, I think Brent gets enough crap already. Jeez, there's some people looking after you today and there's some people getting into you.
3: Jester. Add Jester. Um, what What now, do we make we...
4: fun of about you? Height. Yeah. Or inability to sound even somewhat. Yeah, I
3: can't speak up yeah, normally. Yeah.
4: yeah. Um, Brent, what do we make fun of for you? Everything. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Um, you're a Packers fan. Yep. That's pretty funny. Yeah.
3: Um, he said today, and if for people that actually watch this, he said, which well, we'll see if it's right or not, mm-hmm. Packers are going to easily beat the Bears, and that's coming from an unbiased source. As he's wearing yeah, his Packers yeah, gear, he has a Packers sweatshirt on.
4: Uh, last one. Um, CJ. I don't know if it's CJ Conrad. CJ says, can we get the radio synced to the game for once like it used to be? Go Cats. So, Miles, can you please sort that out? What? Because everyone knows clearly that's our job yes. here. Can you get the radio synced to the game for once like it used to be, please?
3: <laughs> who thinks? Can you? Me. Yes. I'll work on it next week. <laughs> I'll get it taken care of. I'll talk to if, – Okay, if you actually had to get tasked with fixing that this week, yeah. who would you even start with? Dick. Dick Gabriel? Yes,
4: because yep. he's on the radio. Dick would know a thing or two about getting synced up. I mean, like, how? <laughs> don't know how? Who. Um, which will roll straight into our next segment because we love Dick on this podcast. We are all big Dick fans. Um, whether, you know, Dick's soft or he's going hard, um, Dick's the best. So Why don't,
2: gotta, we, why don't we call this guy um, – what was his name settles? again? Just settles. Why don't we call him and see what uh, his hard Dick question of the week is. <laughs> wow. Maybe you can let us know what an adjuster is. You too.
3: I want you in like a Hell in a Cell match, just Jesus going Christ. at each other. Well, it would be nice if
2: he, if he wants to put in an audition to take my spot he on the podcast. He He could have an audition. Be my guest. What's the question? What's your hot dick question of the week? I don't even know now. I'm so mad. Wow. Um, I think I was gonna I was think about on my way in. I think this is probably the first time, and I want to know if you all agree. Um, does it feel like that this Kentucky team is trending towards a, for the first ever
3: National time? title. Yes that's what? actually the question that was the question no okay oh.
2: <laughs> no it seems like they're trending towards being like the first time in the stoops era just complimentary across the board where it's like instead of having something that's all the way great and maybe offense struggles or something like that it's more even across the board and like playing at a higher level across the board Complementary. Do you all see that as well Complimentary.
4: i, I would ball. say having been out with them last sunday they did actually say, Max, nice shoes and great they shirt. They were very yep. nice. Yeah, I agree They with were very that. nice to Miles, too. They were saying nice things about Miles, very complimentary. Brad him. White, super nice to Yeah, us. he was nice. Incredibly he was saying how nice. nice he liked the specialists and yep. stuff like that. So, yeah, very complimentary team. All right,
2: thank you.
3: I would say for I'll be nice and be serious with you. No, 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 it's all good. No, no, no. I actually think it's a good question.
2: Okay, thank you. That's, your That's question. very that complimentary. Was, okay. Very complimentary. It's here. the
3: best offense of the Stoops era, true or not true. Ah, uh, Close. Well, not with with Chris back, yes. Once we – yes. Okay, yeah. not right yeah. now. I mean, when? Last year? Yeah. You think?
2: Yeah, Wanda was unbelievably he good. He was good. Last year but like 2016 gives it a good run out.
4: And you can't say it's our best offense when the O-line is struggling as much as it is as well.
3: I just feel like we've we, – like yardage-wise, stats-wise, we've been pretty good.
4: You know what the thing is as well for me on defense is we we – now we've got some big games coming up against some teams that can score, but um, we don't – it's like I'll give you the complimentary thing on defense. We don't have a star, but we seem very good as a group.
3: There's nowhere to go. Like attack. no one's There's going no in the
4: top four rounds in that defense.
2: That's uh-huh. question. It looks pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> it, doesn't,
3: I'm with, it doesn't seem like there is a spot that they're attacking. It's like everywhere is pretty solid.
4: Uh, well, I would say that I've seen offenses try and attack with the running game and the passing game. So.
2: And the
3: play-action yeah. game.
2: Yeah. Genuinely, though, I think it
4: is not a spot that they're attacking. Did that even make sense to you when you said it?
3: Not as in a specific area, no.
4: What, what area on the field?
3: What do you mean? Okay. T- okay, we'll go Tennessee last year. Okay. Where were they attacking? The corner. The end zone. De- yes, the end they were deep every time. They weren't even trying to run. Okay. Okay. They don't do that this year. It's not like this is the one area we can pick on. Tennessee said last year, yeah, the DBs are getting torched. Let's roast them.
4: Okay. Um, To be fair, we have played two games against very easy opponents and one against a guy that can't throw. So when we find a quarterback that can throw, then we'll see.
3: Miami, Ohio's quarterback was pretty good. Little fella.
4: Yeah, he was all right. He was was, uh, doing his best.
2: What about uh, 12th Street? Not twelve. Six straight scoreless
3: quarters. It's really. Pretty, hopefully they can do nice. that through the rest that's, of the year. That's, that's actually yeah, pretty that's good. Very weird. Yeah. That's Georgia-esque. It, it is. is. Uh, no, it's not. Just Georgia gave South up Carolina's seven, four. Correct. Yeah, correct. we're better than that.
4: Correct. Right. Um, speaking of uh, game, other college games, our big dogs right. of oh. the week were <laughs> so almost
3: good. so good. Why, so why are you on. like – you're smiling. Give me the,
4: I'll, give you I'll, I'll, I'll give you the Apologize to everyone. I'll give you the Say we are sorry. We gave you three losers, yes, but we gave you three covers, which is great. But uh, where are we? We had – give me a reminder. We
3: had South Alabama. Yep. We so had South Alabama. South Alabama. Yep. And we lost on a field we goal. We lost on a field goal. And they tried a fake field goal. So dumb.
2: 35-33? I think it was 33-32 or 31-32.
4: Something so like yep, that. 31, 32. Yeah. Yep. 31-32. Yeah. Wow, um, that would have been good. Miles, you had
3: – The Troy Trojan Horses. Troy Trojans, oh, who lost all, on the last on a the game.
4: We all know how that Hail is. Hail Mary, and I had uh, who, the Liberty Flames, who, lost who looked like one, they were right? getting smoked early and lost by one. I think we – Because had to they, they – they went for – I think they went for two, and they lost.
2: So, all of our big dogs lost oh. by one point. Or
4: the, or two, or the last two. play of the game. I yeah. think mine was two. So, yeah. we
3: combined four points. So, Th- that's crazy. And they were all paying like we're, three or four to one at least. Yeah,
4: at least. We're doing pretty good. So, like, okay, they didn't win, but we're doing pretty good. We're knocking good. So on the door. Follow our big dogs.
2: Like, if they follow us and, like, you know, we – the goal for us is that they went outright. But if you follow us and just pick them to – to cover, win. You're, you're so, going to be making a lot of money. So, this the year.
4: 10, the ten. you have to be 10 or more point underdogs. That response and right. we've had two winners in the first week. Mine did not cover. But we had two winners. And then this week, they're all like one point losers, basically. It's pretty good. Crazy. On a
3: quick gambling note, you all know has been the hottest gambler of the year. Oh, Raven. <laughs> Alabama money. Line. I mean, Bama to win again. And it's just like, at what point does Vegas say, we're not taking her bets anymore because. She's Actually,
4: I'll come back at you on that. She, We messaged her and said, Texas A&M on Miami. And she said, fuck, um, <laughs> fuck Texas A&M. And I was like, wow. And so she said Miami all the way, and Miami did not. She,
2: she, just, wanted, oh. she
3: was all about the Hurricanes, and it didn't happen no. What's
2: funny is I want to give a quick shout-out to my friend Zach, who uh, I, I kind of got him into gambling. But what he does is he, he takes like a 10-team parlay. Yes. At least he did this on Saturday. And it was like – Alabama, Georgia, like, like the, the most chalk it could be, and it was like, I don't know the exact units, but hypothetically, it was like fifty to win. I don't know, like sixty-seven or right. something like cash? that. It was cashed, and he texted me this morning. <laughs> When's a win. He texted me this morning, and he was just like, "Yeah, my ten were hit yesterday." I was like, "Fuck, I should, I'd hope so." <laughs> <laughs> we
4: have um, Mason Wolf, who will do something similar to that, where like he was former lineman, where he'll. Like take the favorite at like a dot like ten over one or whatever it is, and he'll like fist pump when it wins, and he's put like two dollars on it. And he's won like forty cents, <laughs> and he's like got the winner. Maybe got the he's winner. facing
3: so good at Keeneland because he'll go and he will bet, and he'll have like a horse to show or yeah. something. And a $5 ticket will pay like 10 cents. Yeah. And he is whipping as hard yeah. as anyone it's, in the track. Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: Just the, it's just the thrill of the chaser. It I is. Guess. He it loves is. it.
4: Um, and I'm going to give you a big dog for tonight. The Chicago Bears are about to win wow. Money Line.
2: Uh, what's gonna well, be you funny. can come back to it. Well, people are going to hear this after the fact, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting.
4: Chicago Bears Money Line tonight. I'm All right, question you. for you. What?
2: Not the Larry Bott question. Okay. How many times have the Bears beaten the Packers in the last decade?
3: Probably none. Twice. So really do. Okay. Really do. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but, okay, he's going to – it's just going to be good because the I own you, I fucking own you, Aaron Rodgers last year, now without Devontae Adams.
2: Six – last week was the first time he had lost to a team without Devontae Adams starting.
4: Okay, he is 100% losing, rate when he doesn't have Devontae Adams. That's,
2: that's – you didn't hear a word I just said. What do you mean? He's – over his career, after Devontae Adams has been with the Packers, uh-huh. on games he's injured or out. And Aaron Rodgers under center, the Packers are seven and one.
4: Uh, not this year.
2: Okay, sure, not this
4: year. This one year, weekend. this year, what? Zero and one. Hundred percent losing yet. rate. Have yet to win. The Bears, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I know we get it too too late, but the Bears money line tonight. Um, Larry Vort, we didn't mention it on Friday. We said we'd hold off till today. Me and Larry are judging a chili eating contest next weekend, Miles. Unreal. Chili. Me and him. Larry, so... D- have you had chili? To, uh, I like chili a lot. Chili's good. Is it even um, going to be cold enough for chili? I don't know. So, like...
2: It, um, by the way, it was hot in that stadium Let yesterday. me... It was, like, 100 degrees. Let me
4: give like everyone that. the information for those that just want to, you know, show up. <laughs> and watch you and Larry Eat uh, chili?
2: <laughs> Wilderness
4: Trail Distillery. Me and Larry on Saturday. Larry messaged me and said, do you have any good photos? Um for the post that I'm about to put up. And I said, I do not. (laughs) And I said, I've got some inappropriate ones. And Larry just went with our beautiful post that that we're putting on with Brad White and Jesus and
3: Miles Butler. Are we also coming to the contest then?
4: Uh, you can come if you want to, yeah. I mean, it's on at 11 o'clock on Saturday. I
3: want to enter it. I want to make a chili, okay. and I'll enter it.
4: I think there's so there's 24 different chilies that we have to try. And I'm
3: not telling you which one's mine, and I'm going to make it the <laughs> spiciest thing you've ever eaten. Oh, you, you're going to be running to the toilet after.
4: Andy A. E said, is that Jesus? Yes. <laughs> you do look a little bit like Jesus.
3: How would you know? Uh, what, what, uh, How? Uh, well, you and him well, were tied back their, in the day. Their
4: guesses, their guesses of what he looked like when they draw him. Not, not to get. Too, how would
3: you guess that? Not to get not too you, deep anyone.
4: into
2: the political religious sphere. I, I have a strong feeling that Jesus does not look like me.
3: How? Well, how? How could anyone be like? I'm really confident that's what he looked like.
2: I, I, that's the thing. I don't. Well, well he was Middle Eastern. I'm, that's
3: I'm, the thing. The, the Middle skin Eastern thing. color tone, Yes. Other than that, he could have been bald. You have no idea.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, I, but I, don't they describe him in the Bible? Like his hair and shit? Uh, it's hair and shit, yes.
3: That. <laughs> don't they? Well, Do they? I don't it? it doesn't there's not like a bio where you pull it up and Do it's like six blonde hair, like no Was he
4: would have he been the best looking man ever? No. Jesus? No.
3: I, I don't know. I, Just, don't I think never so. saw him. No, no, actually I don't know because I don't know what he looked like. He'd have good game though. Well, I mean Sawyer Smith's pretty good looking. Yeah. So, and Reese Butler. Reese looks really yeah. good. Um, so, so are you saying so I'm
2: one of the best-looking men alive, if you think Jesus would be the No,
4: see, I, that's what I was about to say. I think if he looks like you, then definitely not. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, 24 chilies on Saturday um, at the WTA Distillery. So it should be good wow. fun, me and Larry. Uh, Larry loves the show, loves the segment dedicated to him. Uh, do you have a Larry Vaught obscure question? Very for much For a man so. that likes obscure things.
2: Yes, I know that, uh, you know, you, you had a big night last night. Probably probably rubbed some elbows of some, you know, pretty prominent people around Youngstown. So i got to ask you guys.
4: Rubbed some elbows. Yeah. You never heard that term before? No, I haven't. Yeah,
2: I have. Okay. Who's the most famous contact or most notable contact in your phone? Um,
4: question. Miles? You don't know Is that it mine? just me or Miles as well? I'll oh, answer it. Mine's easy. It's yeah.
3: cheesy. Stoops. Okay. He'd be the most recognizable person in my phone.
2: I would say, who, who do I have? See, I would, my thing is, and I, I'm being serious about this, mine might actually be Max. Not just because, like, you get Kentucky, sure, but Australia, too. Yeah. So, I mean,
3: that's a big, pretty. Uh, not a very big country, though, like they said. No, it's not true, very true. big. Yeah.
2: Um,
4: my biggest, well, Stoops would be the easy one. I think I have Vic Fangio, even though I didn't know who that was at Denver. I think I've got his number. Um, <laughs> when I actually went to Denver, I messaged Miles because obviously I could Google it, but I was just fucking around. But I was being deadly serious. I messaged Miles. I was like, I have no idea who the head coach is. What's his name? <laughs> well, so that well he's probably not there, there anymore. anymore yeah. so.
3: <laughs> well, and That's no why idea. they cut him. They, yeah. said, if you don't, they literally said, we want to sign you. All you got to do is answer, who is <laughs> this man? And he said, I have no idea. <laughs> Out the door. Passed the COVID restrictions test, passed all the punting stuff, passed the physical, couldn't name the head coach. Um, what, if, what if
2: that was a citizenship test, too? Who's the yes, head coach who of this? the Denver Broncos? Who is the president? Uh-huh.
3: And who I, went the, to, yeah.
4: I went to dinner. I've been to dinner a few times with Joe Kraft.
3: He wouldn't be more I've than Stoops. been to
4: dinner Anthony Hopkins. Is it Anthony no. Hopkins? Uh-uh. Stoops. Josh Hopkins, sorry. Josh Hopkins Can't from even get Cougar his name Town. Right, so no. Cougar Town, went to dinner with him the other a couple weekends
3: back. Stoops. Stoops. A thousand percent.
4: Um... I've got some Australian rule head coaches nah. numbers.
3: It'd be good if you chucked a random one in right now. Like, I mean, do you count Jennifer Aniston or no? Raven. Aniston I have Raven.
4: Um, I'm, in, I'm in the uh, close friends of Miss USA's Instagram group. L. yeah. Oh,
3: How'd nice. you work your way in there?
4: She gave me clappy hands for my uh, Pittsburgh baller. Clap what? Draft. Clappy hands.
3: Clappy hands. She gave you the clapping hand. So
4: there you go. Wow. She was in my Spanish class. Congratulations.
2: Uh, what, you know <laughs> Spanish too? Huh? You know Spanish
3: too? No, I'm not. No, he does. When he's, It's late night. Sometimes some of the so stuff he says sounds my Spanish like teacher Spanish.
4: Is, my Spanish teacher has left now, so I'm allowed to say this. When I took Spanish, I had a guy that was – he now lives back in Spain, in Alicante, where he was from. He's the best dude of all time. First day, I stayed behind, and I was like, hey, I'm from Australia. I'm in the football team. So, I did this speech to every teacher trying to soften them up. So, you know, I'm very busy with my time. So, yeah. you know, I'll do whatever I can to make sure I pass this class. But I just want you to know that maybe sometimes I'm I won't be there, yet. whatever. He said, no problems, big fella. Like, it'll be fine. We'll get you through. I had him every year for my four <laughs> years of Spanish. Did not do one thing ever. Wow. Because me and him, he would come out drinking with us all
3: the time. He was and he probably day. got A. Oh, A's for sure.
2: Probably better A's. than my Spanish teacher in high school. She uh, got arrested. For what? Uh, one of those uh, student-teacher- oh, so <laughs> wow. oh, you were the Larry Exactly. Wow, you did that. Shout out. She was the worst, so I don't even care. Shout out. Wow. She's terrible. Okay. Um,
4: uh, yeah, I don't think I've got anyone else. I was Thanks. trying to think. So I've met Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Nice. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, I've met them. I actually kicked a football with Steph Curry.
2: Wait, did you really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, How
4: was that?
2: How'd
3: he kick?
4: He he was actually all right. He'd be he was good. He's actually all right. He'd be good. Um I've met uh The Queen? No, I did not Please. meet the Queen. Um <laughs> Andy Barr, politician.
3: I've met Mitch McConnell.
4: Okay, have you yeah. yeah. Is he from um Paducah? No. Where's he from? Do you know?
3: I would say Louisville, but okay. I don't know that. All right. Uh sorry, let me look dude. that up.
4: Um Okay, we went off track. Yeah, that's a great question, though. Um, that's actually the best question you've had so far. So let's see. Well, hey, you get your praise when you deserve it, and you get your hurt when you deserve it, which is something that the specialists need to learn at Kentucky.
2: Correct. Eat shit. Whatever that guy's name was on. Sheffield,
3: Alabama. That's where Mitch McConnell's from. How? (laughs) How? (laughs) How? I thought you had to be a Kentucky native. I thought the same thing. I don't know.
2: Well, that's our –
3: Imagine if that, like, he should have never even been a senator and no one ever bothered to check the birth certificate of where he's <laughs> from. We just, we we just, just lost assumed. him his job. Yeah, we just yeah. assumed. <laughs> someone should
2: um, try to book about him. Uh,
4: huh? Someone yeah, try someone should. book sure. about him, yeah. Um, anything else? I think I'm good. You got anything, Brent?
3: I'm excited for Northern Illinois. Yeah. The Huskies? Huskies?
4: Huskies. The North. Are they called the Huskies? Do we, have we yeah, know yeah, that I for sure? I think so. I'm Northern not, Illinois I'm not Huskies. Hey. The Kentucky Wildcats are number eight in the country. Three 0 My voice will be back next week. We will see you Saturday morning, nice and early, for our pregame show. Where will we see them? Yeah, um, we'll see We're them. we it live. Yeah, live. We'll do it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. through our hearts. Um, so <clears> you, yeah, that'll be out Saturday for the Northern Illinois pregame show. Um, Besides that, I hope everyone has a good week. Yep. Um, thanks again to Brad White. He was the best. Oh, really quickly, Miles. can you give me 30 seconds on Brad White? Because we didn't really do that. Give me what, what your honest thoughts were about Brad.
3: I mean, I had talked to him at football before, but I don't think we'd ever, like, had a sit-down with him like that. I thought he was pretty genuine with us. And sometimes when you talk to the coaches, we have to kind of, like, rip stuff out of him. He – I mean, we joked about the Bank of America stuff yeah. and the defense. Um, he was pretty open to answering whatever he wanted and went on and on about it. So – We appreciated his time. We woke up early with him. He's been – I mean, we had Stoops. (laughs) It's tough to beat Stoops. What?
2: Woke up early with Brad White.
3: What do you mean? (laughs) I mean, I rode in with him, if that's what you're asking. (laughs) You rode him? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) hey. What did you say? It was a good interview. That's, I'll just say that. What That's do you awesome. think?
2: You've never met Brad before, have you? No, it was, it was great. He's super nice to, uh, to us to even you know, get us breakfast, especially me, someone who he couldn't even remember was on the team. Um, <laughs> and uh, I also loved that he recognized the, uh, the best quarterback in the league, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
3: I thought uh, you were going to say Anthony Richardson there for a second.
4: You should, yeah. when on his desk, I know this would be the same with everyone, but on his desk, like, he just had stats after stats after stats and all these things. Like, he is a absolute crazy man when it comes to dedication and defense. Uh, the fact that he said he wanted to be an OC I thought was pretty funny.
3: Really crazy.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of uh, family photos in there, too. I think it would be cool if maybe next time you're in the facility we could just slide the just one Just our we, one? Is it, just put it up in there to see if you ever notices <laughs> it. You,
4: so. Miles, you brought up a good point, though, and let's actually talk about this for 30 seconds. You said – he told us during the pod that he could draw up the perfect place to gash his defense. Yes. Wouldn't you just develop your defense That's to be better so said. it can't kind of get gashed? Did we even
3: talk about that with him or after? I after. think we talked about it after. Yeah. Because he was saying that he wanted to be an OC and how he's like, yeah, I just, I know when we're in this defense, they could really get us if they ran this. It's like, well, then why don't you stop them from doing that? Yeah, yeah. why don't you Fix not it run it that you defense? You can't do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but yeah, he was awesome. And he's actually a real awesome dude. Um, that's about all I've got.
3: So big I dog, so the big dog got. got
4: on the mic last night at Youngstown state celebration and yeah. had some very funny, humorous words going for a there couple of minutes.
3: Go. What was he saying? Ah, I can't, uh, can't you know, repeat, huh?
4: He was screaming a lot of things and yeah. he was very happy with how Kentucky's going at the moment. And he said 15 and 0, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> 15 and 0, yeah. Hey, it's been another pleasure. Um, it's not often we can say that the cats are three and It's not often we can say the cats are going to be four and O.
3: You only get one wait, chance what? a year at both of those. Oh Correct. yeah.
4: <laughs> and it's so. been. A while. When was the like we? If we did we start off undefeated for how long last year? Six. Six. And then we lost game seven. Correct. Against Georgia. Okay. Wow. Well, we or
2: might... wait, yeah, it was Georgia. Yeah. Well, we
4: might be there again. It's been another pleasure. Again, thank you to Brad for coming on. We'll hopefully get all the guests that we've promised. Um, Unlike unlike Will. Unlike unlike JJ. (laughs) Yeah, we finally got one to stay with us. But that's it. A top KS Bar. Uh, I'm going to go polish this off. Jesus Christ. And go Bears.
3: Da Bears. Thanks. Thanks.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: money lines you can even pick who's gonna win it all just visit fanduel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets
1: tennessee virginia and vermont call one 800 NextStep or text next step to 53342 in arizona 1-8- 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in connecticut 1-800-9 with it in indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ks gambling Help